two, three. Um, but we'll. I'm sure we'll do our thing where we float around. It'll be fine. Are, are they in any kind of order? No. Okay. No, not okay. really. I mean, two are like related, I guess, ish in a way. So I don't know. <laughs> awesome. Nice. Yeah. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 27 of the Egg Sausage Podcast. My name is Gigi Nabyar. That lovely lady over there is the Dapper Dame. And tonight, we are chatting about jobs in general, but more specifically, jobs we don't want to do. Ever, 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 ever. <laughs> Not even one time. Not even one time. And, and Dapper over there was very adamant about one job that she absolutely would never want to do yes so i mean in my like spare time i watch like a lot of like youtube videos and you know on instagram like typical person who's just online and yeah. i always gravitate towards things like like surgery or mm. just like wild stuff like that like there's a instagram page called medicalpedia and they show things that happen, you know, like in like ERs or stuff like that. So it's like everyday stuff, but like we don't encounter it on like the daily, if that makes sense. Yeah. So Is it more videos than photos? It's mostly photos. Okay. Um, but it'll be like before and after surgery. So it'll be like this person held a firework and it exploded in their hand. Oh. And, and you see their, their hand and then you see it like after they repaired it, so to speak. Yikes. Yeah. So what so what exactly is it about the job that really like pushes you away? Is it the high pressure and stress that comes with with being in an OR? Yeah, I would ER? never want to be a doctor or a nurse or anything in like any medical field. Mm. I, I I don't think uh, I could handle that. I don't know what would get to me. I pr probably the panic. Like if other people <laughs> tend to panic, I start panicking. Yeah, but it's more of like a calm panic, right? Like that's what medical professionals are trained to do, like in a sense, you know, like they're True. more calm and collected. So I guess from the outside looking in, you probably think as the layman, you know, mm -hmm. you're like, holy shit, how, you know, like that is panic. But for them, that's another, I mean, well, I was about to say eight hour day, but usually medical professionals usually work 12 hour days and they usually work like three days in a row. And then they'll See, then they'll yeah. take a three day break. So three on three off or whatever. Yeah, that too, though, just like the the life structure that being in the medical field requires. I don't think I could cut it, you know, because they do work yeah. very long hours. Um, they work like any holiday where people are like prone to get hurt or weekends or late nights or dude, it's crazy. Yeah, absolutely. And also. Um, is it even healthy for them to do that? I guess they probably know better than, than we do. Like we're just a couple, couple, you know, people podcasting right now, but yeah, I feel like at the end of that 12 hour shift, I know for myself, um, I work in food service. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty, I'm pretty done. Like if I ever like mess up stuff just like, and, and it's like little stupid things, it'll be towards the end of that 12 hour shift, you know, for sure. I don't think I want, you know, Dr. So-and-so to be operating on me or taking care of me if I did have that firecracker blow up in my hand, which I have a funny story about that, by the way, um, <laughs> um, you know, taking care of me at that end of the, you know, at the end of the shift type of thing. I would be, it would be, it would be like a, a tattoo artist at the end of a long shift. Same, same thing, right? Like they're, they're tired. They're like. They're yeah, sluggish. it's just anybody at the end of a long day. Sure. Just like, ah, fuck it. Sure. Like, but I think this is especially important for a medical professional. You know? Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but I mean, after doing it for so long, because I mean, they go to college for a very long time. Mm. They do, um, what is it, residency for a yeah. long time. And then they actually get to a hospital and then that, you know, and they're just I feel like you get used to it to a degree. And you see these things often enough that like you go into like robot mode yeah take care of it yeah what's what's the main hospital that's in new york what what is it was it called uh, um, in new york i have no idea okay well there's like one big hospital and i'm sure people that are listening to this right now are like you're an, you're an idiot ray it's this but the biggest hospital in new york city 
um, they have this observation room in the ER. They like did like a little documentary, I guess, about it. But oh, it's weird. it's it's yeah, I guess so. When they're in their residency or whatever, whatever they're doing, mm-hmm. um, you know, they have like I, I guess I, an X amount of like observational hours. But it's really interesting that because it is the most busy ER in the country that mm-hmm. uh, it makes sense for them to have this like up top, you know, view of, of mm-hmm. people literally just standing around with like clipboards, you know, and taking but notes. It's, it's for like while, students like, and stuff, right? It's not yeah. like open to the public. Or no, something. no, no, exactly. Right. It's but it's still kind of weird, though, that like students like a group of students may be up there taking notes and people might be like dying and there's just like blood everywhere and just because it is the busiest er like that to me sounds like a job that i don't fucking want is working at the busiest er in new york city no thank you i mean even working at like one in like the middle of like corn fed America, you know, I still wouldn't want it because still crazy shit still happens. And mm. I don't know. I don't think I could deal with it. Cause like growing up, my mom was a nurse and she used to work those long, crazy hours. And if we didn't have like daycare or something, we had to go to work with her. So we would just like hang out in like the nurses station and like eat, eat jello cups and whatever. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. I mean, some people just like wheel and buy on gurneys or like missing a couple fingers and you're like, Oh shit. You like, think that that would make you more used to it then, right? Maybe. I don't know. I've never been like desensitized to it, but I'm also not squeamish. I'm somewhere okay. in the middle. That makes that makes sense. I, I feel like I'm kind of on the same wavelength of that. Like, I, I feel like I could handle the body fluids and stuff mostly if I was like a like a general nurse, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, But some of the more like, like internal organs, like seeing that, I probably might get a little bit uneasy, but I'd probably get used to it pretty fast, I think. I don't know. It's uh, working as a janitor for like three and a half years. I've I've cleaned up poop. I've cleaned up puke. What what mm-hmm. could be what could be worse than that? But obviously you're I'm sure a lot of things. Uh, well, I'm I'm just saying as far as the body fluids go, <laughs> you know, because oh, as a I mean, general those are the pretty standard ones, I suppose. Yeah, as a general nurse, like you you have to get used to those pretty fast because you're going to be seeing a lot of that. Oh, I'm sure. I would have to I'm imagine. Sure. I don't know. I, I, there's a lot of nurses in my family. They're completely used to it. It's sure. like eh, another another day at the office. <laughs> right, right. I actually uh, dated a, a gal that was an ER nurse, but she also worked overnights. And man, did she she took her she took her work home with her a lot. Really, and it made me realize how tough uh, being a medical professional is in the in the long run. So shout out to you guys <laughs> if you're in the if you're in the medical field. Tough work. Tough work. That's why I wouldn't want it. I'm not that tough. I like being. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like being soft. <laughs> yeah. So going along with that same vein, um, so being in food service, I have you know delivered to many of these places, and I quite frankly do not like nursing homes. There's just something oh, about okay. them, and. Unfortunately, some of the ones that I deliver to, you can tell that they're very low funded. So mm. you sort of see the 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 employees there also just basically straight up hating their job. I don't know how else to describe it. Like they just do not look like they're in the right place for for their I don't know. Maybe maybe it's just because they're trained and like really i don't know complacent with their job they're just like this is a paycheck whatever i have to do i'm gonna do it i just so happen to be working at a nursing home but i really honestly feel like i have not seen a single employee at a nursing home be like i love my job and it'd be a hard job to love though yeah yeah because you're dealing with a lot of people who still probably want to be independent in some way. Sure. Um, but literally can't. And sure. these people have to like help them. And I've met 
I mean, I had a grandma that was in there for a while and there were, you know, like roommates and hallmates and stuff and they would all be like very stubborn. But I don't, I don't blame them. I, if uh, yeah. I can't wipe my own ass, like just take me out, dude. Take me out. Yeah. If I'm like, if I'm in a wheelchair, like sleeping in the corner of like some random room in a, in a nursing home facility, just wheel me out of there into traffic. <laughs> Unless I was really drunk the night before. Right. Then right. It's justified. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what I'd be doing in a nursing home. I'd be trying to party it up as much as possible. Like getting my relatives. So much medication, they probably can't. Oh yeah. That's probably true too. If either way, needs, like, either way. Like, I, I, I'd be, <laughs> yeah, I'd be getting relatives to sneak me in bottles of booze. Just, <laughs> it's fine, you know. Something, maybe, dude. maybe you some MDMA, like- you know, because you're like, who cares at that point, you know? Maybe some LSD. Why not, you know? <laughs> it's. I, I would prefer like just some good cookies. I'm sure like the food there after a while starts to get pretty blah. Yeah, yeah. It. it I don't know. Just the whole. I think my whole thing about it is there's just a lot of death around and yeah, it's, it's inevitable for some of the patients that I see, like you just know that they're close, you know, like you can just, it's, it's, it's sad. And like, I just don't, I don't know. It's so uncomfortable, right? Like it's very uncomfortable. The employees seem like they don't like their jobs. I just, you couldn't have been to like, the employees were either like indifferent or they were nice. I haven't been to one where they were like straight up like over it. Oh, well, that also brought me to the thought of how many of these people, and we're going to get a little dark here, but how many of these, how many of these employees are like abusing patients too? Because those are real cases. That shit has happened. Okay. Well, I don't think we can talk about this just because we have no idea. We have no idea, but that was just a little thought in my brain also that like, I don't know, I'm probably like ragging on people that work at at, at nursing homes and I apologize, but I would say, like I said, (sighs) I had, I had no bad experiences in them. Um, yeah, I would think with any relationship where there's like a caregiver of some kind or an overseer of some kind, like crap like that can happen. People are whack. Yeah. Like they use it as like their sort of like power power hold you know that they're lacking elsewhere i don't know we can go down we can we can go down that road we're not going to though because that's a (laughs) whole we're gonna get way off subject and it's yeah it's a whole different thing (laughs) we could talk about that some other time but and also in the same vein i said i'm glad you started out with that would you ever be a mortician (laughs) i wanted to be a mortician when i was younger really what age 12 Okay, so like, there, like you school? were you were grasping adult life a little bit, maybe five percent at that age. You know, you're like getting onto your teenage years. So, what mm-hmm. made you want to do that? I don't think it was because I had any actual like career aspects towards it. Mm. I think it was just because I was in like a phase of my life where I was just a weirdo <laughs> and. Yeah. Everyone in my family was like, what are you going to do? Just like work at a, a cemetery or something like that. I'm like, well, what if I fucking do? <laughs> I, I wanted my first car to be a hearse. I wanted it to like, I was like, dude, do you know how much shit you could fit in there? I love how we're slowly finding out more and more like each episode of the podcast of, of Adrian's em- or uh, goth face. Like, <laughs> I love it. It's all the only reason I'm like out of it is because society makes you kind of be out of it. It's all unraveling now. Like you learn a little more every day. So yeah. what made you decide that it wasn't the the right option, the right path? Um, so you actually have to be like a very well educated person to be a mortician. I found that out. Yeah, that's very true. And I have a really hard time with education. So, I mean, like I've dropped out of school, like probably once a year for the last like five years, honestly. Mm. Uh, so getting like a master's in something or even like a bachelor's would be so fucking difficult. Um, and then honest to do one thing for like the rest of my life also sounds very boring. 
Because if you get into okay. that kind of career, I feel like you could like make that your career and be like the only career. You know, it'd hard to be take like my mortician experience and then go work at like a daycare or something. You right, know, right, right. You'd literally be working that till the day you die. Maybe I get a discount. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I just had to add in a dad joke to that. <laughs> Make a little light of the situation. But um, I actually would... I think I would explore being a mortician. Uh, kind of like what you're saying with... I wouldn't want it to be my life's work by any means. But sure. if, uh, if somebody held a gun to my head, I'd be like, yeah, why not? Whatever. Let's I, let's I see what it's about. Be the person who like builds the coffins. Ooh. That's that seems really cool cuz there's a lot of really like ornate woodwork that goes into that kind of shit. Yeah. That would be that would definitely be interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I will you you're building them like a if you choose to be buried in a coffin, but like a vessel, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. So, you know. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And you can make it like totally custom. Like I've seen some crazy looking coffins that are <laughs> like either, I don't know, solid purple with like pure silver handles and little latches and a giant lion's head and cherubs and all kinds of shit. I mean, I would, I'd want that, you know? Yeah. I'd, yeah, for <laughs> sure. Like give me something, give me something rad. <laughs> I want like professional airbrushing. <laughs> Ooh. Okay. Like on those t shirts at like Baywalks. Uh, well, <laughs> I love how you instantly go to that, and my instant thought was, "Well, custom like rat rods and hot rods is what I was thinking oh, of." But I was thinking of like gimmicky t-shirts. <laughs> gimmicky t-shirts, yes. Um, no, hopefully not that gimmicky on my coffin, please. So just let them know. Thank you. I'd appreciate it. <laughs> we have a record now. Yeah. It is set in Twitch stone. <laughs> oh, God. Would you ever be like a groundskeeper for like a cemetery? You know, oh, like yeah. making everything look nice and proper. I mean, that's kind of in the same light as the uh, coffin maker. I actually like for my job, I have to order those um, those flowers that like last forever that people usually put at headstones. Oh, I didn't um, know that was a thing. Yeah. So like if you go to a cemetery, a lot of the times you'll see like a permanent placeholder for flowers. And some people will do like fresh flowers for like certain occasions, like maybe at like a birthday or an anniversary or something. Mm. Um, but a lot of people will get like really nice, like synthetic flowers. They'll be like silk or plastic or something like that. Um, silk. Okay. Mm -hmm. I know. I knew they made like plastic ones, but silk, that's interesting. Okay. So silk, when you put it in the sun, uh, the color fades a lot slower than if you were to um, have a plastic one. So if you've ever seen like a stop sign or like a toy or something sitting outside, it gets bleached after a while. Sure. Uh, silk, it takes a lot longer for that to happen. Okay. Today we learned, guys. Today we learned. That's like another like Adrian t uh, plant tidbit. <laughs> <laughs> and fake plants too. Wait, what is it? It was fake plants too. Oh, yeah. Real one. Yeah. Well, you know, hey, it's it's in the realm. You got to sell them. You know, so True. <laughs> do you but actually like, I... do you put Go the ahead. bouquet together or do you like just order the like, do they just come pre-made? Um, I, I can do custom ones. Uh, most people kind of just pick from like a selection of pre-made ones, you know, okay. that like put them together and then you just put them out. Um, but some people will be like, hey, I like this one, but can you just like make it a little more whatever, you know? Sure. And I do that. Sure. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I expect I think it'd be cool to be a groundskeeper though. It'd, it'd be like really satisfying work. Do you wait, do you know if groundskeepers are also the same people that do cremations? Mm, uh, maybe at one point that was one and the same. I think cremations are probably held through like the actual funeral home now instead of that makes sense. Like a landscaper essentially so what i was trying to find i actually uh explored urban explored a abandoned funeral home in st louis and i was looking for the room where they cremate bodies i could not find it so I you don't know. Were, wait you're trying to seek it out it's probably in the basement 
Yeah, I was. I went to the basement. I saw oh. the um, embalming, not embalming. Yeah, embalming room. Is that what they call it? Yeah, because yeah, basically. I mean, well, so okay, so everything. So the tables, the embalming tables, were so heavy that they just left them, and there was like tubes and like little like chemical bottles and stuff to like embalm bodies. Real interesting. Real super creepy room. But I was like, well, if this is here, I would think that they would have, a, you know, a crematorium on site, but they didn't have one. Maybe it was because, like, it was a smaller city, you know, funeral home, but. Potentially. Um, I Yeah, I think maybe you are right, though. At some point, they did do cremations on site at a cemetery. Or maybe I they mean, still do. I mean, it would have had certain- to be a long time ago. I don't really? think it was anything in the last like hundred years. Hmm. Anybody that knows, hit us up. I'm curious to know. <laughs> <laughs> Where do people get cremated at? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That that would be my preferred method, though, since we're on the topic. I, I wouldn't want to be buried or any other form. Are you trying to be spread somewhere? I mean, maybe like into a hole in the ground. And then okay. Just, like, <laughs> just stick a tree in there or something. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't want someone to be like... This this is for Dame, and they take like the lid off a coffee can and they throw it, and then there's back wind, and then they're like sucking in my ashes or something. God, no. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's that happened in like a Adam Sandler movie. Can't I think it was probably. I think it was Grown Ups. I don't know. It hap- It's definitely <laughs> happened in a movie though, for sure. I will make sure that doesn't happen. I got you. <laughs> Sick. Appreciate it. Make okay. sure you get hot rod flames in your coffin. Well, exactly, exactly. And don't get, and don't get the fake flowers. Just a couple Budweiser cans. It's fine. It's totally fine. Sick. Okay. I have one more dark question though. Hopefully, okay. we're gonna lead into like some lighter stuff after this. This is the last dark thing. So, would you ever be part of the crew that comes to clean up crime scenes? Oh. I've never thought about that before. Weird job, right? Very, very niche. Yeah, but also, like, I feel like you'd have to be really good at your job. Like, you um, can't half-ass clean up some guts or something. Yeah. So there's a cert- there's a certification. I don't remember if it's state or federally or both, but I know okay. you have to be certified in, like, bio whatever the hell it is. Mm-hmm. Um, it pays rather well, obviously, because uh, if you're uh, picking up brain matter, yeah, yeah, if you're picking up brain matter, you're probably getting paid pretty well. I couldn't do it. There's no amount of money that could have me like picking bone fragments up one by one or like whatever. I couldn't. Nope. Or like getting blood stains out of. Mm, no, I'm good. I'm good. There's no mm-hmm. amount of money. For me, I think there's an amount. I think there's there? an amount. $50 yeah. an hour? Fuck yeah, dude. Fifth, you do it for 50 an hour. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. All right. Put me in one of those big old like hazmat jumpsuit things. Give me a scrub brush and some bleach and we're good to go. <laughs> Whoops. Um, okay. I'm thinking about it for 75 an hour. I'm thinking about it. Although, thinking about it. although I guess also like there's no way that you're seeing any bodies. So I guess that's a plus. You're just seeing the aftermath. So, yeah, I would think that they would take out like the the evidence first. And yeah. then you, you kind of just pick up the bits. Yeah, because like the only way that you're going to see like an actual scene is if you're a police officer, or, like first responder or yeah, or you're part of the M.E crew whatever they call those what do they call like a i guess a medical examiner assistant the people that like like, stands for as medical examiner well right but like the crew that like what is their actual title that like go to like pick up bodies for the medical examiner i don't that would be that would be a fucking crazy job i don't know that would be a crazy job like i'm good no (laughs) they get to drive a hearse though and i mean Pretty fucking sick. Pretty fucking sick. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if I had a hearse, it would most definitely have 
the cheesy flames down the side and it would have a giant big block with a blower and it would just be gnarly as fuck. That's that's all I have to say. <laughs> I saw one the other day at the gas station, which is why it made me like remember that I even wanted one to begin with. But they had these huge, 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 like pimp my ride uh, rims. Okay. And then they like lowered the hearse. So it's like barely fucking touching like Hell the top yeah. of the tread, you know? It was on air ride. That's awesome. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It looks like if they hit a bump, they're going to like bottom out. But Oh, no. That's when you know. hit the switch to go up. <laughs> that's awesome. I never thought about. Well, they call it bagging in the car world. So, like, you can buy either bags, like, that replace your suspension, or you can buy, like, these air struts, basically, that do the same thing but faster. So, have you seen, like, um, like the West Coast, really popular on the West Coast, like, Southern California, like, the uh, 60s Impalas that do the jumping? You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are more hydraulics and, like, air shocks versus okay. bags which are just like really slow they're more for just like okay i want to raise my ride height at this point you know instead of like jumping or whatever the hydraulic stuff does but anyway <laughs> so you have to have like a little wheelie bar if you have like the jumping kind just so you don't like do a backflip no no they're like they're i don't think you can i don't think you can make a hydraulic equipped car do a backflip i don't know there might have been somebody that was crazy enough to invent something that powerful but as far as i know no <laughs> i mean people have made like like subwoofers for cars that shatter your windows i'm that is, sure somebody's done a backflip with that is car. very true uh, yeah no somebody definitely has done it but i don't <laughs> think most people that are into that scene are about flipping their car over that they just spent like you know X amount of thousands of dollars to put hydraulics on and a custom paint job and whatever else, you know? So That's so. fair. <laughs> That's fair. Would okay. you want to be one of those people who like makes cars look like that? Oh man. I thought about that for a long time just because that was like a background of mine and a hobby, I guess. Um, but no, no, I don't, uh, I, yeah, it's well, first of all, it takes a lot of patience to do really good body work. Um, okay. so, and honestly, like body work guys need to get paid better. Like that might sound crazy to some people that are already in the industry, but seriously though, they, the, the meticulousness that goes into good body work and the patience, it's insane. It's absolutely insane. Like I've done minor amounts of it and I'm like, fuck this. I'm, I'm good. Like it was like a small project that took three hours, you know, but it's, it's tough work. It's tough work. Uh, one of my uncles suggested that I do pinstriping when I was a teenager because I was in like, you know how you have like electives like in high school and you get yeah. like a couple of classes you get to choose. Yeah. Um, every single one of mine was an art class. You couldn't convince mm. me that there was another kind of class out there. Um, or woodworking, but I, I would, uh, be able to draw like a straight line, like perfectly, like every time. Oh yeah. That's uh, if you ever got into that though, you can make really good money, uh, because it does take that special set of skills to do it. Uh, and there's still demand for it because it's just like old school hot rod stuff. Um, mm -hmm. And those guys that have done pinstriping before are getting older now and they're like, the art is sort of fading away, I guess. I see it a lot less. Yeah. Well, the style has become less popular, but I think also the fact that these guys are getting older, their hand isn't as steady, you know, sure. it's so there is a little niche demand. So if you ever want to do explore it, I think you should go for it <laughs> <laughs> for sure. It'd be cool. I feel like I would get uh, like car parts and paint them just for fun. Cause I yeah. used to have a headboard that was like a car hood. Okay. Um, so I think it'd be cool to just like, I don't know, get like a couple doors or something. Yeah. Or get some, uh, get some motorcycle fenders, uh, really popular to do, to do that stuff on, on the front and the rear fender if they have a rear fender, but, or a front fender. I mean, I guess you could have neither, but yeah. Uh, motorcycle fender, motorcycle tanks. That's mm -hmm. also another one that you'll see a lot of uh, custom. I see a lot of like airbrushing on those. Yeah. You'll see a combination really um, 
like some some of the crazier cars that you see like in the um the west coast scene with the hydraulics and stuff they'll do like the custom airbrush like demon face on like the trunk lid and then they'll mm-hmm. have like the entire hood you know pinstriped and like all sorts of crazy stuff. i mean thousands and thousands of dollars worth of work into these cars just on the appearance alone so but yeah pinstriping it can be good money it can be good money I would try to like update the style a little bit because I've I've seen a lot of those like older bikes and older cars that have those like classic like Chinese dragons or something on them or, you know, like a big old like devil face or something. And like maybe it's just what I'm picturing. um, But I remember like the lines not being that clean because it was airbrushing, you know. Right. Right. Yeah. They don't. it, It would be cool if you could do it like by hand instead. Yeah, they don't really like use clean lines very often in that, which is interesting. But mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. Maybe I guess there could be like a market for that, depending on like the style that they were going for. I mean, because that is kind of their like that that little corner of car culture. That's just how they do it, type of thing, you know. Yeah. So I've you know, that, it would be it would be really fucking sick if they could take like a car hood. And do um, you ever see like those galaxy paintings where it's like a black hole kind Ooh, of? Okay. And then you could like shift it into like geometric to where it's like falling apart a little bit. Yeah, I'm telling you right now, get your hearse and do that. Just do it on my white truck. Fuck it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm down. Dapper Dame Customs. Let's go. Oh God, <laughs> I'd never be able to hide my truck anywhere. <laughs> What do you mean by hide it? What do you are you trying to hide it? You're trying to hide no, your truck? No, but I mean like if anyone was ever like if I ever talked about, yeah, I painted this on my car, and then you see like a car with that on it, like go by, you're like, oh, I know that crazy person. <laughs> <laughs> I know that crazy person who also does amazing graphics on cars. <laughs> it would be a really cool thing to learn though. There's yeah. like a couple junkyards around here. I bet I could get some pieces pretty cheap. Yeah, I um, I have a couple doors you can just have. <laughs> I have to go get them. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, like these two doors were off my very first car because I I wrecked the the rear suspension really bad, like driving spiritedly on a road one night. Um, spiritedly, interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, I, I I don't like to say recklessly, you know. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Um, but you know, I mean, my other two friends were doing the same thing. So I like to say we were, yeah, doing some spirited driving on the back roads. Um, <laughs> sick, but, uh, I just have these two doors that I've had from that car. Cause like we pieced it, you know, we parted it out basically, but piece mm-hmm. by piece, like I got rid of most of it and just for whatever fucking reason, I can't sell these two doors. So if you ever want to come to St. Louis and pick up some doors by all means, why did you keep them? Like if you couldn't get rid of them for so long? Well, I knew that they would have, I mean, they do have some value. The problem is I'd have to find someone locally and the the car scene in St. Louis is not really that great at the moment. Okay. Um, but I knew that they would have value eventually because the first generation of my car like is now getting more and more hard to find. So... I was like, I'm going to keep these because eventually they'll be worth some bucks, but shipping them is not worth it. It's not worth the price to ship them to anyone. You know, okay. like I would be, I would, it would be more to ship the damn things than it would be to actually sell them the price yeah, that makes for sense. the item. So it's just kind of one of those things where I'm like one How day you had them uh, since I was 17. So 16 years. <gasps> Ray, I don't care if you get a thousand dollars a door. That is not worth it. You've had these doors for most of your life. Almost oh half my, my life. God. Almost half my oh, life. Oh, oh! You're just so disappointed right now. Look, it's just I can't fathom holding on to something that large and useless well, for so long. You know. In my head, there's going to be a guy that comes along someday in St. Louis and he's going to be like in search of 90 to 91 Eagle Talon 
doors in black and i'm gonna be like like look here bro yeah does anybody have these doors and you're like i have these yeah i don't know if it's gonna happen and he's gonna be like dude i'm gonna pay you 500 dollars a door because i can't find these anywhere and i'm gonna be like yeah and i'm gonna take my thousand dollars and i'm gonna change it all into ones and then i'm gonna throw them up over my head and i'm gonna send you a snapchat and then buy more doors (laughs) (laughs) so yeah um let me know let me know yeah (laughs) free to a good home if you're gonna do another free you're like oh man i've had him for so long like (laughs) (laughs) well there is a part of me that wants to just throw him up on craigslist and just say for free but Mm -hmm. i feel like that's just gonna get some joe schmo that's gonna come by and like a beat down fucking Chevy 1500 and just load them up into the back of his truck and take it to the crusher where, like I said, these cars are getting they're they're The cars themselves are getting harder to find. The parts are getting harder to find. So I might as well just hold them, hold on to them for a couple more years. See what happens. Yeah. Might as well, man, have a little <laughs> ferret family move in to like the hollow part. Can't get rid of them now. There's a fucking ferret family in there. <laughs> Wild ferrets. <laughs> a ferret like escapes a neighborhood house and they just make like they the ferret finds another ferret and then they mate and then they decide mm-hmm. that my doors are just a perfect home yep. that's like their that's like their that. white picket fence for them they're like oh man <laughs> finally yeah, these these 90 to 91 old as shit doors <laughs> we finally made it <laughs> <laughs> We finally oh, made it. God. <laughs> oh, speaking of uh, animals, would you ever want to be one of those people who gets called like for like animal call animal calls? Was it animal control? Yeah, animal control. I've mm-hmm. actually thought about that because I have. Have I told the uh, the tank biting the the gal on the butt story on on the podcast? Have I told that story? Maybe. Well, okay. Just to TLDR it, um, it, it, basically Tank had to go to the pound. And the guy that came to pick Tank up was extremely nice. And I'm surprised he was so nice because I'm sure you deal with people that don't want to give up their pets every single day. Probably. Also, on top of that, you're dealing with straight dogs and cats and whatever the fuck else that could potentially, mm-hmm. you know, have diseases or injure you or it's a, it's gotta be a tough job, like emotionally and physically. Yeah, I would think so. Could you do it? I definitely couldn't. I don't think so. I'd want to take all of them home. <laughs> I don't know if I could work with animals. Like, so Chelsea and I came up with this contingency plan that if we're both, I think it was like 40, if we're both like 40 and we haven't gotten anything like going on in life and we haven't like made any like career stick or anything, we're just going to get this like little plot of farm and I'm going to do all the plants and she's going to do all the animals. Okay. Because I mean, she's a vet tech. She knows all that stuff. And I know the plant side and we're just like, yeah, we'll just do that. But I never thought about like doing any of the animal stuff. Hmm. I don't know. I wouldn't know what was wrong. They they can't talk to me. They can't tell me. Yeah, it's when my tough. cat was sick. I had to like take it to two doctors and be like, "What's happening?" Right, right. Wait. So would you put the would you put the animals to work? Like, would you put like a plow between like on the front side of a or put the plow hooked up to like a big dog and be like, "Onward." It depends <laughs> on the animal. I mean, definitely not a plow on a dog. They're not built for that. Okay. <laughs> Um, but like maybe like a dog to like herd the other animals. Yeah, Ooh. go ahead. Go, go round them up. Okay. Okay. What about like a mule? I can't see a purpose for a mule. Really? I don't think I would have like a big enough like yard, you know, like I'm not growing food for like 10 people. It would just be for like our little imaginary farm. Our imaginary farm. Yeah. No, I fully support this idea because like I'm assuming you guys would just like have a farm where it's kind of like what you see in some of those viral videos where it's just like 
a shit ton of just animals running free that didn't have anywhere else to go that were like at kill shelters or whatever. That's exactly what Chelsea would bring home. She'd be like, look at this sheep with one eye. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, it had heartworms, but it's good now. Shout out to Lil Potato, because yes, I could totally 100% see her doing that. (laughs) Yeah. I like the idea. I like the idea. You'd have to do it like in the southern climate, though, so it doesn't get too cold. Depending. I mean, animals are built for cold as long as you have like a barn and stuff. Oh, yeah. You, I guess, even plants yeah. go dormant. So that's true. As long as it's not like Canada or something. Yeah. Where it's like too cold. Yeah. Do you think you could do it in Wisconsin? Or uh, Michigan, rather? <laughs> not Wisconsin. Why Why was I thinking Wisconsin? I don't know. Because it's closer to Canada? Maybe. Um, <laughs> potentially Michigan. Michigan. Michigan has a lot of farmland, actually. Like, as soon as you get past like. Was it like Grand Rapids? Okay. Um, there's there's a lot of farmland, and then like the west side of it is all like sand dunes. Hmm. So I didn't it know could that. work. Sand yeah. dunes. Sand dunes sound fun. It's like the the Great Bear Dunes, I think it's called. Okay. I've never been there, but my sister was, and a couple other people. I want to I want to cool. ride a dune buggy out there. That sounds like fun. An ATV. Yeah, like a you know big fucking dune buggy, bigger than an ATV. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> i'm sure you could i'm sure you could i i that's definitely on the bucket list i just uh need to find somebody to go with like i need to find somebody crazy enough to hit some sand dunes with me <laughs> that's the the hard part having like crazy friends who also have money to go do yeah. things <laughs> yes. usually the crazy people don't have any money <laughs> it's so true it's so true <laughs> yeah and then the ones that like have money they're like i don't know ray that sounds like a bad idea and you're like fuck i knew you were too rational yeah they're like i gotta take care of my five kids and you know my nine to five i can't do it you know <laughs> might stub my toe right <laughs> <laughs> yeah but it's like the people who would be like fuck yeah dude but also like can you spot me <laughs> right right i'll right. get you back on tuesday right well, how, how expensive can a fucking dune buggy rental be? You know? I don't know. No idea. I'll, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look that up, though. The dunes. <laughs> the dunes in Michigan. Yes, those ones. Would you ever climb up and be one of those men or women that do high-rise like welding and, and construction and stuff? Oh, that shit sounds scary because i've seen videos of like the sway yes. on those buildings and like they move what was it the ones in like dubai are crazy tall and i want to say that they move like a foot or more in like each direction yeah that's a huge amount of sway that's and a like, huge amount even though you're like strapped up and you know you're strapped up like you know that you're safe i'm still probably pissing my pants Probably. I would want one of those like stadium pal things. Like I would need like a catheter bag. There's no, there's no way I could be up there and not have to like pee or something. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck do they do if they have to use the bathroom? Like, do you have to make sure that like, Oh, well I'm going up, you know, I'm going up 35 floors today. Got to make sure that, uh, I, you know, I took a poop this morning and you know, like, Oh, can you imagine getting <laughs> to the top and you're like, I have to shit. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like you had some like really bad Chinese like the night before and it's just hitting you real bad and you're just up there. I mean, I ate at Dave and Buster's the other night, so I relate to that. (laughs) For anyone who doesn't know, it's like a giant arcade that like kids can go there, but it's mostly made for adults. It is a huge bar. And yeah, yeah, it's like an adult playland. It's like an adult Chuck E. Cheese. If you guys know what those are, I think Chuck E. Cheese might be a Midwest thing, too. No, there's there's one close to here. It just opened oh. and everyone's losing their minds. That's awesome. <laughs> but yeah, my, so my my grandfather, who's no longer with us, um, he was a foreman for Bethlehem Steel. Uh, most of you guys would probably recognize the name, especially if you're from the East Coast or the Midwest. I've heard um, it. Yeah, really big steel company. But uh, he uh, he left me an oxyacetylene setup. Uh, it's like a torch. torch? Yeah, it's a torch, but it it also does a form of welding called brazing. 
And brazing is used oh. on very, very extremely thick metals like steel beams. Um, so if you could imagine swaying, you know, a foot in each direction mm-hmm. and holding a welding rod. I mean, and and honestly, like the tanks that he left me are pretty big. They're probably a good four and a half to five feet tall. So what they what they probably use or used, I don't know if they still do this, but they probably had some sort of like backpack setup, I would have to imagine, or they found some way to like elevate the tanks up there. But like even if you Put just on had like, like a, a pulley or something. Something like that, maybe, but like could you imagine having like tanks on your back too? Or like, you know, just the fact that no. like you're oh no that's just too much pressure too much I pressure I, I i can't see it being on your back i feel like that would just kill the person who's holding a torch that could like cut their hand off yeah it. i'm probably making that up i'm probably talking out of my ass about that but i think i have seen like the smaller like mini tanks mm-hmm. um, of oxygen and acetylene that they would use maybe in a situation like that or maybe it's just more portable for like on the ground use i don't know I don't know. I feel like I have seen those, though. Somebody correct me if I'm wrong. Shoot us a Twitter message. Tell me I'm stupid. <laughs> even just even just the welding at that height would be kind of scary because yeah. you're like literally putting together the thing that you're on. Yeah. And like you have to like trust yourself to be like this weld will hold whatever the fuck it is. So <laughs> no, I've, I've seen my like base building in games and <laughs> there's always something wrong. Always. Oh my God. That's hilarious. <laughs> if you guys want to see some crazy stuff, by the way, including yourself, um, mm-hmm. Google, uh, the arch, the arch being built because literally these motherfuckers were, I mean, I don't know if you've seen the arch in person, but it's the third tallest monument in in the country if i'm correct on that somebody call me out on that the arch where <laughs> is it metal yeah yeah and, okay oh you don't like you know what the arch is right the gateway to I've the seen west many arches in, in the day <laughs> adrian you got oh wait it. is there like a the arch that yes. i'm unfamiliar with yes <laughs> <laughs> well anyway it's tall as fuck. There were actually guys up there fucking putting it together bolt by bolt, weld by weld, and uh, it's quite impressive. So Google Google that up and educate yourself. <laughs> Will do. Will do. Did you ever... Um, you've never been to Michigan, right? I've been to Detroit. Okay, I, dr- well, I drove to Detroit one time. Not recently, though? No, no. So you know how sometimes cities will use like tax dollars to put in like some modern art at the park or like a sculpture here and a statue there. Absolutely. They did this thing. Um, it's outside of Detroit. It's more in like the like suburby area kind of. Okay. Um, but it's this giant golden circle. And it's on like the the median in between like the oncoming and uh, I don't yeah. know, the other one. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, got, I got what you're saying. <laughs> um, but it looks like a big like Sonic ring. Like, did you ever play Sonic and collect those little That's golden rings? That's exactly where my mind went when you said that. <laughs> um, but it's kind of funny because at night they have these lights by it so that the the circle is still very prevalent, but everything around it is dark. So mm. everyone just started naming it the golden butthole. <laughs> and and then like the city found out and they're like, no, 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 no. This is the real name. Blah, blah, blah. And they're like, nope, dude, sorry. Like golden butthole is sticking. <laughs> like that's just what we're calling this now. And everyone calls it that now. Well, at least the people of Detroit are embracing it. I mean, it, so- it sounds like it anyway. I mean. They have to. I mean, it's there already. They already spent, I think it was like uh, 400 grand or something like that. Okay. Um, I thought you were about to say 4 million and I was going to be like back the God. fuck up Detroit because if you're spending 4 million on a goddamn golden ring, you guys are allocating funds way wrong. 
because Detroit I needs mean, help. I mean, they shouldn't have even bought the butthole, to be honest. <laughs> but <laughs> I love how we're just casually calling it the butthole now. Like, no big deal. It is. Deal. It's just a casual butthole. <laughs> the butthole. The. I want someone to take a picture in like Superman pose, like going into it. Yeah, I want to have like a bunch of Sonics like welded to the inside of the ring. That's that's what I want. Maybe throw in some knuckles, a little bit of tails. <laughs> oh my gosh. I forgot about the other characters. Yes. Love me some Sega. Love Would me some Sega. Would you ever do like video game design? I wish. I don't have the talent. I mean, as far as like the bones of a game, yes. But like the story or the setup or um more or less just like I think just the character what what the character does. I I'm searching for the word. Um but <laughs> they're like motive? Is that what you're talking about? Um more or less just how, like what skills you can get as a character, the movement of the character, you know. So that would just be like character design then. Um character development. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. cuz it's not the aesthetic of the character. Right, it's not the aesthetic. The aesthetic stuff I would be like completely like uh yeah no that's out of my realm out of my realm but like the meat and potatoes of the game for sure for sure like maybe some programming stuff you know i don't know oh god i actually like (laughs) i think it would be really cool and i'm sure a bazillion people have said this but it would be really cool to design your own game but in reality it takes so much effort to do it yeah Um, 100 percent I don't like I don't even know if it would be worth the try. I guess maybe if you were okay with yourself starting a project and not and I I take this um I say I say this because I've I've read stuff of people doing this like on mm-hmm. Reddit and stuff but like they'll start a project, a game project, their first one or whatever. And not finish it until three, four years later. So if you're okay with that. Yeah, I've heard that. I mean, cool. But like for me personally, I would want, I, I, I would do one of two things. I would get frustrated and just quit the project altogether like a couple months in. Or mm-hmm. I would let it consume me and I would do nothing but go to work and work on this game until it was done. I like how so, there's no in between. There's no. like either we're not doing it or we're all in. And and I am the former right now. Like I just I just accept the fact that like I will never build my own game because of those two options. I'm just I like I'm I just accept that. I don't have the time to do it. I don't do know. Do you like when you start a project that you're really into, do you normally just get totally sucked into it? It's one of the, it's one or the other. It's, it's either. Okay. Well, I guess a lot of projects I just kind of like put off. I'm like, I'll come back to this. Like, actually, here's one right here. If, if anyone is watching the YouTube, like this is a paintball marker. It's uh it's called an autococker. So like, this is a perfect example of like me tearing into this gun. Like, um, I took off this bottom part and I took off the grips and then I just stopped. I was just like, you know what? I don't have the parts to complete this right now. I don't want to buy them Aww. right now, so I just, you know. What does a marker do? So the well, the technical term is marker. It's weird. So like in the paintball world, the term gun is shied away from because it's not it's not a gun. It is a paintball marker. It marks you with paint. Okay. Right? right? Okay. So it's a marker. I I I use the terms interchangeably. Quite frankly, I mean, like people can discern between the two, um, but Interesting. It, it is what I've it is. I've never heard it called that before, but I, it makes sense. It makes yeah, sense. I, I try to call it a marker <laughs> if you want, but so yeah, so that's a perfect example, you know, um, of just something I'll be like, yeah, I'll come back to it. And like, this was, I started this like, I don't know, I bought this off uh, Facebook Marketplace like two years ago. So, you know, okay. I don't know. <laughs> I, I've done that with things, though. Like, I'll I'll either drop it or I'll just get so obsessed with it 
that like I'm literally like losing sleep and like skipping meals and like just forgetting that I'm even like a human yeah. who has needs. Does and it I'm scare just, you? Like, kind of, because I feel like if I ever found something that I was crazy passionate about, I think I would just die. Yes. Because <laughs> yeah. I would just stop taking care of myself. Like I feel like aside from from the people at work that would know that I'm existing as you know, I'm not dead. Um, <laughs> probably outside of work though, people would be like, I haven't heard from Ray in weeks. I'm actually legitimately concerned. Like I could see people like contacting like my sister and being like, Hey, have you heard from my brother or your, or your brother? Like, like seriously, yeah. like, uh, you know, <laughs> I am legit scared to like get that sucked in because there's no telling. <laughs> I mean, that's that's happened to me where like I'll just stop talking to everybody for like a week or two and like I'll, I'll cancel streams or like I'm late all the time because I was up until three in the morning or like whatever. And that's when, you know, like I'm I'm doing something mm. like something is happening like on the side or like whatever it is. I'm working on something because I'm just like a fucking wreck. <laughs> <laughs> See what we need to do or what like people should do in general, in my opinion is find that thing, but also make it your job. Most mm. of the time. I don't know. There are some, I guess there are some like passions that I wouldn't want to be my job. I, I mean, cars, like I was just, we were just talking about that. Like cars. I, I don't see myself being like a, yeah, I don't, I don't want my car, uh, my job to be involved with cars. I like cars as a hobby. So maybe I am retracting a little bit on what I just said, but <laughs> if you were to say, put that passion into like, I don't know, humanity, like some humanitarian need, like, you know, or like philanthropy, that would be a great, like you'd be benefiting the fucking world and society. And so. yeah, but you have to be like a special kind of person to be like that passionate and like hungry for it, you know? Yeah. Like, yes, do I care about it? Of course, because I have a heart. Right. But I'm not out there, you know, like seeking that kind of stuff out. Right. Right. No, for sure. For sure. I agree. I agree. But I don't know. Figured I'd just throw that out there and let maybe some of you guys stew on that a little bit. <laughs> yeah. For like side hobby that I really like for me, it's reading. Like I, I have read so many books, but I would never want to be one of those people that has to like write blurbs on books. You know, like you have mm. to read it and come up with some kind of comment that they can use to then sell it. You know, like, yeah, what do you call a book before it's printed a transcript? I think that's that's what I, it's called. I feel like both of us should know this <laughs> before it's published because a lot of. Yeah. Like critics and, you know, like big companies and stuff, they'll get it before it's actually like out and available. Right, right. I'm I feel really... like that would kill reading for me because it, then it would be a job. Like you have to read this book by this day because we need this thing said about that. Right. Or like being a movie critic, like that would kill like you going home with like your family and like sitting down and watching a movie because you'd be like, fuck a movie. <laughs> you'd be like dissecting it. <laughs> right. Or that or that. Yeah. So I don't know. Interesting, like little dichotomy there for sure. Must for be sure. hard to go to lunch with like a food critic. Like what if they've eaten like the world's best food and you're like, hey, let's go to Denny's. Let's just get like, right. I don't know, like a Texas toast heart attack. Right. Don't, doesn't that sound good to you? <laughs> you know, that's why I fucking loved Anthony Bourdain because he would be the guy that even on his own show, like with no remorse or like regret, go to just like a run of the mill, just, you know, chain place and be like, mm -hmm. sometimes this is what you want. And he had no shame about it. You know, I love that. Yeah. Just, just very real. And like, dude, like you have eaten some of the finest food in the world and like, you're going to fucking wherever the fuck and getting like boiled ribs with like really bad mac Ooh. and cheese and like collard greens. Like, you know, it's like sometimes you just want that, you know, like, I don't know. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Like I've been eating um, like a lot more produce lately. So I have like a fruit or a vegetable or both with every single meal. Um, but I, I stayed up the other night and it was like two something in the morning, one in the morning. And I'm like, you know what I really want? Some fucking cookies. And Hell I yeah. just, I, I made cookies. 
and they were amazing. I forgot the eggs though, and I fucked them up a little bit, oh, but they no. were still <laughs> they were still good. <laughs> I thought the eggs were like the most important part of that. So if you want those really like flat and chewy cookies, that's that's what eggs do for it. If you oh. don't, you have more of like a like a sweet biscuit kind of. Okay. Um, so it it doesn't have that like doughy texture. It has more of like a like a biscuit kind of texture. You know, I love cookies so damn much. I yeah, mm-hmm. I wouldn't care. I would devour oh, those. I, yeah, I, they're they're gone. They're gone. They're that gone. was two days ago. They didn't even last. <laughs> it was oh awesome. man! Well, I'm glad we ended tonight's episode on a lighter note. We were we took some really dark paths. Uh, we did, but that's normal. But yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we hope you guys enjoyed it. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening to our shenanigans for yet another week. We've made it past the six month mark. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, find us on all the platforms. uh, Egg Sauces podcast on Twitter, YouTube, Patreon, Spotify. You can find us pretty much anywhere. So thank you guys for listening. Really appreciate it. Thank you guys. Bye. Bye.